Hey, welcome. I'm Mitch Reynolds, Lacrosse Talk PM on WYZM News Talk, 1410 AM, 923 FM. Thanks for joining us here this afternoon and this evening, this hour, brought to you by Habitat for Humanity. And you can join us on the air using the Better Hearing Center talk and text line, 608-785-7914-785-7914. Yes, yes, do that. We're also infinitely reachable in many other ways, including uh, by sending us anonymous mail, to 201 State Street, because that's not creepy at all. Uh, also, uh, reaching out through Facebook or Twitter or send me an email, com. But again, the number is 608-785-7914. Word on the street, a disgruntled lacrosse school district employee. Not disgruntled because he's an employee of the lacrosse school district, but disgruntled for uh, the lack of concern, uh, the lack of attention that the city of lacrosse has paid towards the safety of the students at the school that he works at. But anyway, word on the street is that a person of that nature will be calling us here sometime this hour. I don't know. I mean, I'm just going to say that. That's all I got. Maybe it happens. Maybe it don't. But I'll be here, and uh, you can be too, just by being part of the show using the Better Hearing Center Talk and Text Line at 608-785-7914. Rick and I having a, a, a disagreement, I guess. We're not each other's throats necessarily, but uh, uh, Rick Solom is obstinate and and uh, boneheaded. And um, let's see what all of the names can I call them? Uh, obstinate, boneheaded, st- stubborn, and uh, and narrow-minded. And is that, does that cover you pretty much? That's... Liberal hack job? Liberal hack job, there we go. Or is that both of us? No, that's just you. It's the whole show. No, that's you. That's just you. Okay. Uh, so I do you take so there's a there's a um, a a, uh, a company in Hortonville, Wisconsin, um, the the uh, the place of origin of uh, Rick Solom, or close enough because Pretty he's close. actually it's it's like in the middle of he's actually in farther in the middle of nowhere than Hortonville, believe it or not, which is hard to believe. But uh, out in the middle of nowhere, but but closer, but uh, but the but the we'll call it the community of origin of of Rick Solom. Um, there's news today about a company there that its name is what? Bean Shooter or Pea Shooter? Ben or something. Bean Bullet Glass? No, it's Ben because it's... Ben Shot. Ben, ben Shot. Ben Shot, I think it's called. Is that right? Yes. All right. But they, uh, it's a company that they market, um, and actually, it's got, you know, for the gun enthusiasts in your family, kind of cool stuff. It's a, they, they, they mold these glasses with a bullet that looks like it's going into the glass. If you've never seen it, it's crazy. It looks really, really cool. But they have a number of different kinds of stuff. So if you're looking at it for a unique Christmas gift, <laughs> that is made in Wisconsin. Maybe this? I don't know. At any rate, um, so they uh, so news today is that um, they've the, this company, very small company, 16 employees, given all of their employees a gun for Christmas. And uh, Rick is offended by this because he's um, a left-wing liberal hack job. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm telling him that's a hell of a gift. I don't know what I don't know what kind of guns they they got. I don't know what kind of guns the management got for this company. Family-owned company, obviously, because uh, it's 16 people. Um, I don't know what kind of guns they got, but um, I mean they're all holding guns in the picture. Yeah. Some of them are longer. Some they, of them look like. Uh, guns I used to play with when I pretended to be Rambo. Okay, but right. I don't think, you know, I think they're all just kind of holding whatever gun they. Have. All right, so they they're but they're all holding guns, but they're all uh yeah. So this company in uh, called Benshot in Hortonville got all their employees guns for Christmas, 
Um, and they, you know, this is a... Uh, They're marketed as bulletproof glassware. Yeah, and uh, they do, there is a disclaimer on their website that says that, uh, I don't have it in front of me, but it says something along the lines of, um, truth time, glass is not bulletproof. <laughs> so do not use this to try to stop bullets. It's something along those lines. I'm paraphrasing, but it's basically that. Yeah, essentially it's like a like a beer glass or a shot glass, and it's yeah. got a bullet that's it's pretty like, interesting stuff. Yeah. It's like what benshot.com. Right? I wonder if you can do you hold it by the bullet? Put I your think, pinky Yeah, up? I mean you just hold it by the yeah, you put your pinky on it to hold it up, yeah. No, you put your pinky up, like high fluting. Oh yeah, sure. I mean that's fine too. Absolutely. No, it's I mean, I didn't know it existed until today when I so when I get the gun, yeah. when Howard buys us all guns here, Howard also is taking yeah. T- so here, so Howard is going to take his cl- cue from this business and um, buy everyone guns at Midwest Family. It was handguns, is what the story said. Yeah, so everyone. I believe the, I believe the story. I, I believe that what we the information we got is that it's all handguns. Yeah. Um, but no, they had to take so these employees also had to take a class, took gun safety, gun yeah. safety class, right? Because I think one person said they didn't want the gun or you know didn't never had one, and then they Couple took people. the gun safety class, and they were like, oh, okay, maybe." Um. So when Howard gets us all guns, and I don't want one, right. how do I sell it? Can I go on Craigslist and sell it? Yeah. No. Or that's Facebook that's yeah. That's definitely easy. you know even... if you just stand on the corner and you, <laughs> I know, like how do you sell a gun? You like, just say, hey man, uh. Hundred bucks, hundred bucks. Um, first thing you do is file off the numbers. <laughs> way better to sell a gun without numbers on it. Easier that way, yeah, right? uh, probably, probably. I mean, Howard's not getting us brand new guns anyway, so they'll probably already be filed off. Oh, that's probably yeah, that's probably true. I don't know. I mean, you know, if how if, if Howard decided to get us all guns for Christmas, I'm not saying no to that. I'm like, I got room in my case. I got room in the cabinet for another one. I wouldn't say no, but I'm already like, how do I sell a gun? I guess, mm-hmm. you know, like I, I would be Googling that immediately. How do I sell a gun? Maybe Man, I'm sure Howard that's that's not going to bring anybody knocking at your door. <laughs> like the local the local constabulary is not going to start knocking at your door. Once you Google, how do I sell a gun? Well, I love when I have to <laughs> like search for flower pots. Do you want the real answer? <laughs> selling it, sell, yeah. how to sell a gun? You well, call the buy, sell, and trade show on Wisdom. Every Saturday morning. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. I did yeah. that, that one morning, yeah. and the guy was always selling guns. Yeah, he called to, like four times. Yeah. Starts at 6 o'clock in the morning, man. Sell your guns on Wisdom. Buy, sell, and trade on Wisdom. Every Saturday morning, now sell your some, guns. When someone comes over to buy your gun, do you load it and just keep it on until you know that they're legit? Or do you have someone else come over with a gun so that they can protect you as you're trying to sell your gun? Because <laughs> they're just going to come hold it. I know he's got a gun, and it ain't going to be loaded. I don't know. He definitely doesn't want a gun, so I know I can take this fool. Yep. Uh, <laughs> right? <laughs> no, I mean, people sell guns all the time. That's like a, that's an ongoing thing. You can also, the possibility, there's also uh, shops that will, they'll take trade-ins. So you can get, you can trade in your gun. You want, say, you want to, so you've got a Glock 10 that you don't really want a Glock 10. You want to get that 7 millimeter. I want drive the PS4, on. the PlayStation 4. Yeah, that's not going to be trade, something you'll be able to do. Straight up trade. No, no I can't yeah, go to like a pawn store and yeah. why can't I, why can't I do that? You can't go to a pawn shop and trade your gun you? for a PlayStation. I, it's a good question for a pawn guy. <laughs> don't have the answer to that question. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't know. Maybe I don't have an answer for that. 
The idea too of like having a gun, buy, sell, and trade like buy, sell, and trade show. Like you don't use it. Like you're not going to use the gun, and then it sits around, and then maybe I want to use it. Now I would be afraid of shooting it because did I need to clean it, oil it, something? I don't what do you mean you're not going to use it? Of course you're going to use it. You just go out the back door and you did. Uh, you know, if you you, did, you practice your 25 yard target. Door. I just have to open the window. You open the window and practice your 25 yard target. <laughs> you just. This sit there and you go in multiple positions. You got standing, you've got prone, you've got kneeling. You just put that target right out the back door. Walk yourself out 25 yards and start shooting. That's I mean, it is legit out there. Once I mean, a week. People, are, people were doing that last once year. Once a week. Yeah, out in the middle of nowhere where you live, that's a normal thing that people do. Not where I live necessarily. If I'm shooting it, I got to shoot in my basement, you know, which is not. Now, the holiday fair is going on at the lacrosse center starting tomorrow, I think. Oh, okay. All right. All right. I know a vendor there. Can I just bring the gun and just, like... For the holiday it? fair? <laughs> just set it down there. 200 bucks cash. $200. OBO. I don't think... At this point, I have not received word that Howard's actually buying us all guns for Christmas, so this is all just fantasy at this point. But who knows? I mean, who knows who's going to... You know, you never know who... what. Uh, if I decorated the gun with some, yes. like... Yes, garland, garland, yeah. and lights. And then I can sell it. The then you can fair. sell it as a Christmas holiday fair, custom, Christmas, Christmas, Christmas decoration, guns. <laughs> Christmas guns. Uh, you can see our disagreement here. I think it's a perfectly reasonable gift. I would encourage Howard to buy us all guns. I'm okay with that. Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four seven eight five seventy nine fourteen. If you'd like to join us here on the air, um, again, also on Facebook and Twitter, you can send me an email, Mitch at fourteen ten wizm dot com. Uh, there is uh, something that you should know about parking on the street in Lacrosse tonight. I'll tell you what that is coming up. Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. More to come. Stick around. All right, Lacrosse Talk PM and WYZM. I'm Mitch Reynolds. Uh, thanks for joining us here this afternoon and this evening. This hour brought to you by Habitat for Humanity. Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four is the Better Hearing Center talk and text line. Call in or text in. Either way, you get in on the program. It's simple enough to do. Just by using that number, 608-785-7914, We have um, something that you should put on your schedule, I think. I don't know if it's on your schedule is the right way. On your clock? On your phone? I don't know. Hmm, know. Uh, Put it on your um, your calendar. Tonight begins alternate side parking in La Crosse. And you, uh, as you know, that is the annual shuffling and reshuffling from street to from side of the street to side of the street, and uh, typically isn't it's enforced right, regardless of the amount of snow on the road, which is uh, frustrating for a number of people, and has led to uh, numerous uncountable complaints over the years, uh, but remains the law in Lacrosse, um, despite those complaints. And I, you know, some might even say, in, because of those complaints, you're, you're complaining about that. Well, we're gonna make it go longer. Uh, it is, it is starting now instead of uh, November first, which it did before last year. Uh, there are some other things to remember about it. Yes, Rick. First violation free. Yeah, zero dollars. No dollars. Second one, fifteen dollars. All subsequent violations are fifteen dollars. As a matter of fact, yeah. So part of the rule changes that they made last year was to change how. Uh, alternate side parking is enforced. So it's uh, no longer, what was it? It was $10, and then it was $20, and then $40 if you didn't pay it on time, and now it's just 15 bucks. The first one is $0. It jumps to 30 after 10 days. 
Oh, really? And then f- f- 60 after 45 days, according to the website. I thought they got rid of that. Huh. I mean, they've updated the website because it says it starts November 15th through March 15th. Okay. For the same reason, I thought they got rid of those uh, those additional times. Maybe that was for overtime parking, that they got rid of the additional times. be nice if there was... Yeah. That's all right. Anyway... Yeah, so the but they used to have warnings, but because the city council last year shrunk the time that it was enforced by four weeks down to uh, between November 15th and March 15th, the uh, parking utility slash police department decided that was not nearly enough time to collect dollars from you and so decided to get rid of the warning period. So you get a warning, which is actually a $0 ticket, and then, then the tickets immediately become $15 after that. So you will get that ticket. That ticket will say $0, and you will go, wow, I got a ticket? And then get really angry, and then realize that it's $0, and that you don't have to pay it. You should have to, you should have to like, send it in with no money. Sign it. Otherwise, then it go, then it jumps up to 15 like, if you don't send the ticket. Oh, back. like an acknowledgement that you understand you did something wrong. <laughs> right, something. Like, otherwise, you'd be like, I, I don't know. I, yeah, I mean, that would, I think that would get people in the mindset of really being conscientious about where they're parking. If they have to, if they get that $0 ticket and they, they sign it and they send it in acknowledging their wrongdoing, yeah, I agree. Or maybe like... Hardcore. An email Hardcore. address. There's an email on there that you just send, hey, got this ticket, here's the number. Yeah. I understand. I understand. Just a thumbs up, maybe. Something like that. Yeah, like maybe Mayor Cabot's text number is on there, and you just send him a thumbs up with the ticket. You just text him a thumbs up to Mayor Cabot's cell number. A thumbs up emoji, and then maybe like a car emoji. Right. I get it. I understand. I understand that I've done something wrong. Here is my text acknowledging that. That's basically what that says. Not a bad idea. That would go, we should do, that should go to, no, it shouldn't go to Flotmeyer. I thought, I was thinking parking, but lacrosse. So, police captain? That should go to the like the mayor doesn't want to deal with that. That's no, stuff. yeah, but mm, I mean he would be able to route it in the right direction. I say if all else fails, send it to the mayor. If nothing else makes sense, just send it to the mayor. Does the parking czar have anything to do with street parking? Yes, in this regard. Yes, like alternate yes. side. So like maybe he should. Be if in it's parking, the parking czar has well, something to do with it. I'm, that's confusing because the I, a police bit. are in charge yep. of the ramps or something. No, the police are in charge of parking. But the parking okay. czar is 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 like. Didn't we have a Star Wars analogy for this one time? <sighs> so the 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 police are the the are uh, count. Think... Uh, what's his, uh, the uh, the guy with the electric stuff coming out of his fingers? The emperor. Emperor. Yeah. Palpatine. Emperor. No. What? Emperor Palpatine. Palpatine. All right. Well, he's not Palpatine. He's Palpatine, and he's the emperor. Yeah. The emperor. But he's Darth Sidious. All right. So Darth... that's the police. That's the police department. And then Darth Vader is Jim Flotmeyer. I think, uh, yeah, because Darth Sidious holds all the power, yeah. but you don't really know they're in charge of parking. Right. You don't really know he's right. in charge of the right. dark side. Right. Darth right. Vader's the guy out there. Yeah, really. the Darth Vader's the guy you see all the time. That's Jim Flotmeyer. Flotmeyer. We we're, su- we're, supposed to, we're supposed to see. Well, every time you see a parking Jeep, you're supposed to think, that's Jim Flotmeyer. They should get those magnetic, like, uh, fatheads. Like you, you oh, you see the basketball game? Star, yeah, sure. Star, get a get a head, Jim a, a Jim Flotmeyer head, and uh, put him on all the parking all jeeps. The parking jeeps, yeah. yeah. So, all right. So, the police department. We'll say Rob Abraham, the the assistant police chief. We'll say that he is who is it again? The Darth emperor, Sidious. Darth Sidious, the emperor, and that Jim Flotmeyer is Darth Vader. And then 
and then all the stormtroopers are are the parking enforcement people. That, that seems right. We're, 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 isn't Tisher going to be mad that he's not Darth Sidious? He's the Force. Oh, he's the, wait. Is he the dark side of the Force? Or uh, the... He's the dark side. <laughs> no. You... You sucked me into that one. I'm not taking responsibility for that. Uh, he's the... I don't know what he is. Princess Amidalov? No. No. No, he's not that. No. I don't know what he is. So is he Darth Sidious then? Where's that lead... I mean, the police... Ca- I don't know why we get... Where's that lead the assistant chief? Where yes. is he? What is that Rob Abraham? I feel like... Yeah, I don't... I feel like Flatmire is not Darth Vader. You don't think he's Darth Vader? No, not really. He's not doing the, the dirty work. The parking czar is not Darth Vader. The, I feel like Darth Vader. He's totally doing the dirty work. He's I so feel, doing the dirty work. What's, what? Uh, well, he talked to me today, so there's that. I feel like he's the cantina band. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of the show, just so you know, will be exactly like this. So... All Star Wars analogies? This is your opportunity to tune out now and move on to something that's more productive in your life. Because the rest of the program will be exactly like this. Hey, word on the street, was, like I said before, word on the street is that there is a disgruntled lacrosse school district employee who is not disgruntled because he's a lacrosse school district employee, but because of a lack of attention being spent to his school students by lacrosse city hall. It's a big mystery, isn't it? That's as much as I can give you without giving it away. But he is scheduled. This particular disgruntled school district employee is scheduled to speak with us within 15 minutes. So we're going to find out what this is all about. He is more than a little torqued at what's going on in Lacrosse City Hall. If If he winds up actually getting in touch with us, we'll be able to fill in some blanks there. Speaking of filling in some blanks, we're going to do that with some news. We'll come back. 608-785-7914. More to come. Stick around. Lacrosse Talk PM and WIZM. I'm Mitch Reynolds. Thanks for joining us here this afternoon and this evening. This hour brought to you by Habitat for Humanity. Pleasure being here. Thanks for being here with me. And uh, the Better Hearing Center talk and text line is 608-785-7914-785-7914. Also on Facebook and Twitter. And you could send me an email, Mitch at 1410WIZM.com. Uh, we have... <laughs> Oh, I got I got to say something about this is this case has got to be the best example of how just judges just get it wrong, right? The best example of how judges get it wrong is the case of Eric Elmore in lacrosse. Eric Elmore has been he's got I, I mean, you, you just look at his court history, it is absolutely bizarre that that dude is still out and about walking around. And he probably won't be for much longer. Maybe. I don't know. It depends, right? Eric Elmore has been busted for drugs and guns and all kinds of stuff. Multiple times. He's been busted for bail jumping like 48 times. <laughs> he just doesn't doesn't follow, isn't going to. Will not. So on probation, after getting a stayed prison sentence and telling, and, 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 and uh, a judge in La Crosse County, uh, Judge Elliot Levine telling him, look, man, uh, None of this nonsense. You go be good. Getting out on probation. I mean, he's on probation for like a month and a half. And the guy's back to dealing with heroin. Just the funniest. It's it's one of those things. And we had, so lacrosse assistant police chief Rob Abraham, I think we are calling the emperor for now. I think we've... Darth Sidious. Or Darth Sidious. Now we can't, I don't know. I don't think we can do that without, unless, unless 
we got to have the chief has got to be so chief, uh, lacrosse police chief Ron Tisher has got to be Darth Sidious, right? And so that means Rob Abraham's Darth Vader. So what does that make the parking czar? Jim Jim Flopmeyer. What's Cantina, it? Cantina band. Nope. That's not. Boba that's Fett. not. Nope. 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 It's got to work for the Empire. Like one of the thousands of stormtroopers. What's the admiral that gets uh, strangled in that uh, in the first one? I was going to say Akbar, <laughs> but it's not Admiral Akbar. Uh, I don't know. Gets choked out by Darth Vader. Is that the first? Uh, Admiral Mati. All right. Maybe he's Admiral or one of them. Um, If you go to Eric Elmore's CCAP page. (laughs) Yeah, my gosh. uh, Get a cup of coffee. There's three next pages. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like... <laughs> Most people, oh man, there's seven. And you look at Elmore and you're like, wow, there's 25. Oh, wait, there's a next button. And after that, there's a page three. It's unbelievable. This guy is just constantly, he's just out on the streets. Judges don't care. In Elmore's defense, yes. page three only has one entry. All right. It, so all right. So, so he has been he has been constantly in court. And this last time, he was on probation for like a month and a half. And he's dealing heroin from house arrest or something. It doesn't even matter what the details are anymore because it's it's just it's reached the most bizarre level that you could possibly imagine. The guy is a criminal and poses with his drug cash and is proud of drug dealing and talks about it, flaunts it and brags about it. And he goes in front of a judge and the judge is like, "Oh, I see you're going to put your life together. Let's get, you'll get probation again." So that you can deal more heroin. It is the most amazing thing. Uh, anyway, so he was in court today. Eric Elmore was in court today. And I, my understanding is that finally a lacrosse county circuit court judge slapped on a probation or a, I'm sorry, a bond that was one that will potentially keep him in the actual jail, not actually dealing heroin for a little while anyway. It is probable that Eric Elmore will not be dealing heroin from behind the bars of La Crosse County Jail. Although we don't know that. But uh, Judge, uh, Judge Todd Bierke today slapped a $50,000 cash bond on him. And uh, I think that that is prohibitively um, expensive to the point where it is not going to, he's not going to get back out on the street for a little while anyway. So at this point anyway... Lacrosse County, uh, a Lacrosse County Circuit Court judge, took seriously the threat that Eric Elmore, hardened felon with drugs and guns, poses to our community. Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. Lacrosse Assistant Police Chief Rob Abraham on Twitter today, by the way, says occasionally a little bit of Prosecutor Bierke sneaks back out. He used to. Uh, crushed drug dealers and was a fearsome prosecuting attorney, which is why people originally elected him. Stay true to your roots, Judge Bjorki. So I think that was applauding the $50,000 cash bond, but man, it's just the most, it is the most bizarre case and is the one that you look at and you go, yeah, that, that is, yeah, I get it. That's why, that's why they're frustrated. That's why police are frustrated. 608-785-7914. Let's go to uh, Paul. Paul, thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you're on. Hey, Mitch. So I was driving to work this morning, and I was hearing about Eric Elmore, and that wasn't the first thing I heard. The first thing I heard, I think, and I can't remember if it was Eric Elmore or Monica Thompson. Okay. The Both incidents happened on State Street, but you guys did not say where on State Street. Um, Do you know I'm where pretty sure that's in, that, that's, that's in the story. I, I mean, I don't. 
It's a ten hundred block. I don't. Rem- I don't remember what address it is, but it's right in that little pocket of areas where it's you know they have frequent problems. There's some. There's a house. There's a, a group of houses in there that that where the people have where there's problems on a regular basis. Yeah, I was wondering if it was at the same house or not. Yeah, I but, don't know. Um, I'd have to look that up. I think it. I think it's right there. Yeah, I mean it's right in that same same little spot there. So it might be the same house. I don't really know. The the other thing that I had heard with regards to the fifty thousand. Yeah. Was there a, a bond originally set by somebody else? Because that was another thing I was hearing. He was going to get a thousand dollar bond. Mm. Or was his public defender making the argument that he should get a thousand dollar bond? Yeah, I, I didn't. I have to look. I don't, fifty. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. That's and that just happened today. Okay. Um, I can. We can. Um, I don't know if I have all of those. I mean, let me look, take a look real quick. It's on our website, wisdomnews.com, by the way. Uh, so the DA's office had requested a, a bond of fifteen thousand dollars. And um, the D, okay, but the judge the said DA's no, fifty office. fifty thousand. Judge said fifty thousand after the DA requested a bond of fifteen. I think I'd have made it a hundred just for fun. Yeah, um, right. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. It's it's amazing <laughs> how it didn't take him, like you said, much more than a month or so to get himself back in hot water. And what Levine was thinking, or what he's ever thinking, is beyond me. But. It didn't take him Elmore that is long to revert back to the norm. No, I mean this is what he does. This, this is not he's dude's not he's not going to go you know he's not going to go punch a time card somewhere. He's going to deal drugs. No. That's what that's who he is. That's what he does. And if if if, if he's I I don't know I don't know how you if there's a path for him out of that I wish there would be because it doesn't it doesn't do anybody any good to continue to have people that that's you know, as long as we have drug laws, they continue to to break them. It doesn't do anybody any good. But uh, he doesn't seem to be have any interest in changing his um, changing what he does for work. So, yeah, it's it's no, it's pretty amazing. Uh, well, look, hey, I appreciate the call. Thanks so much. Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. Is that our guy? Is he on? Okay. All right. So we have our disgruntled lacrosse school district employee. We're gonna uh, and uh, again, as I said before, it's not because he's a school district employee. We're gonna talk to him here. Uh, Take a quick break. We'll be right back right here on the Crosstalk PM. The Crosstalk PM on WYZM. I'm Mitch Reynolds, and this hour brought to you by Habitat for Humanity. Thanks for joining us here this afternoon and this evening. The Better Hearing Center talk and text line is 608-785-7914. On the Better Hearing Center talk and text line right now, talking with Steve Corger. He is a uh, lacrosse school district employee, works at Longfellow Middle School in lacrosse. And uh, I talked to Steve way back in August, I think, the first time in uh, Lacrosse City Hall, when uh, you and some other uh, employees from Longfellow Middle School showed up and uh, asked the city uh, for some safety improvements, so that uh, the kids at Longfellow Middle School and, to a certain extent, the parents and the staff wouldn't be facing some uh, dangers with uh, with cars tooling down the streets at high speeds. Uh, so, uh, with that introduction, Steve, welcome. And and how's it going? It's going well today. Uh, <laughs> We have some nice school crossing signs that have been placed around the streets in Longfellow. Okay. Uh, we've had uh, a four-way stop added on one intersection, which we had asked for. Okay. And so with those, we thought the City of La Crosse uh, street sign, sign crew was doing very well. They had some great momentum, and then they suddenly stopped, and 
what happened was the initial request to a city council member, Paul Menninger, who represents the Longfellow neighborhood, we asked him, is there any way we can get some three-way stops on 20th and Benton and 20th and Redfield, which are school crossing places for our students, staff, and, like you said, parents and visitors. And so that was the first Monday of August, and we still do not have three-way stops at those two intersections, which a majority of the students use, and staff and parents um, just wondering what's it going to take for our city engineer to make our school a, a safe school zone on those two intersections. Steve, are, are you suggesting that this is uh, the improvements are really uh, because the, the, the engineer that's in charge of all this is just doesn't want to do these improvements or is there some other, what, what is uh, from your perspective? Uh, I, I was at that meeting, uh, a couple of meetings you guys were at um, and uh, I recall if I'm not mistaken, the, the city agreeing to do some things and not, and not do other things. So what, what's the holdup here? Well, the the initial meeting, when I requested the three-way stops at those two intersections, he, I believe he stated, it's been a while. Yeah, um, that was August. That we're back in qualify. we're back in August. Yeah, so they don't qualify for three-way stops, four-way stops because it's a traffic flow issue. Mm. And I replied, every school in the city of Lacrosse needs to be a school safety zone. Therefore, there is no traffic flow. Yeah. All we have is vehicles traveling, looking for students, staff, and visitors because it's a school safety zone. Cars do not have the right-of-way in a school safety zone. The students, staff, and visitors have the right-of-way. So we're just really trying to contemplate why the city engineer told the city street signs crew to go around put school crossing signs right where the stop sign should be on 20th and Denton and 20th and Redfield. So they put the posts in. All they had to do is put a nice octagon red sign saying in white letters, stop. <laughs> but instead they put in uh, two school crossing signs. Okay. So a school, a school, okay, a school crossing, uh, cruel, oh, hold on, Steve. So again, Steve Corker uh, works at Longfellow Middle School. So school crossing signs at an, un, uh, am I understanding this, an uncontrolled inter- intersection? So there's no stop sign where the school crossing signs are? That's right. Okay. All right. On, on Denton Street and on Redfield Street. All right. All right. What, so what, what's the, able to cro- there, travel two blocks without stopping. All right. What is the, what's the danger? What's the problem here? Is there, uh, is there excessive traffic? Are people going too fast? What is, what is it that you're witnessing on a regular and daily basis, Steve? So in the morning, I wait outside on 20th and Denton for school buses to show up on Denton Street. I have two short buses with students that have special needs. And they get off these buses on 20th or on, on Denton Street near the intersection of 20th and Denton. So I watch 20th and Denton every morning from about 7:10 till about 7:30. There are 18 school buses, full-size school buses, that come up on 20th Street, entering the 20th and Denton intersection. They have a stop sign that was just recently installed. Okay. They have to. Uh, look on both the sides of Denton Street, trying to get across that street 
So they have 150, 200 students, and those buses, 18 of those long school buses, are trying to get across Denton Street into the back of our school. They have all kinds of vehicles going back and forth on that thing. So they struggle every morning with keeping their students safe while trying to get across the street to uh, park in our, our playground area, drop the students off, and then they get on 20th and Redfield Street intersection to try to exit our school grounds to go in there. And there's not stop signs there, so they have traffic going back and forth. So they are, they are stalled there trying to get through that intersection. If we had three-way stop signs, on both intersections, the school buses would be able to get across the street easier when they come to school and when they uh, arrive after school to pick up kids and then take them home safely. Okay. So that's what we did. In 2012, the, the county health department and the city engineer came up with a proposal, a study of all the school intersections in our, in our city to ask for some federal grant money to improve uh, the street safety for people crossing the street. So the two most dangerous intersections in that study in 2012 were identified as 20th and Denton and 20th and Redfield. Mm, wow. Okay. Unfortunately, since then, since 2012, when they proposed that grant, uh, they haven't done any improvements until just recently in the last two weeks. So and I and again I want to Steve uh, works at Longfellow Middle School and he's uh, been a, a, an advocate for some safety improvements around Longfellow Middle School and was at uh, City Hall back in August in front of the Public Works Board who which agreed by the way to do some things uh, but have, have been dragging their feet a little bit on this whole <laughs> on this whole process but I, what I'm hearing you say is that the city city is not being responsive enough to the safety needs of the students at that particular school, at Longfellow Middle School in La Crosse. Is that correct? I agree with that okay. completely. Um, and also at Lincoln Middle School and Logan Middle School, they also don't have proper signage up for school crossings, uh, intersections, and they have two-way stop uh, corners also. They have one four-way stop intersection by Lincoln. They have a, uh, a speed limit uh, display and on the side of the one of the side streets at Lincoln, we don't have that here at Longfellow. Okay. Um, so I mean, all so Longfellow has 580 students, right? And they have 80 staff, right? And a lot of staff park around 20th and Denton Street, trying to get across the street to enter the school to keep the kids safe. And it's and it's really tough trying to tell a kid come to school, be safe before we get here, and be safe when you're in the school but taking their lives in their own hands, trying to cross these streets, which should be a school safety zone. Every intersection should have stop signs. So the, so the, so the traffic knows when we get near that school, we're going to have to stop at either intersection because uh, the right. pedestrian safety is more important than me getting to wherever I'm going as a, as a car driver or, or a truck driver. All right, Steve, uh, just briefly, um, and we're running out of time here, but uh, you have been in touch with your city council member, or the city council member in that area, Paul Mettinger, and his response has been what? He's been pushing the whatever city street sign crew to get these in, which we appreciate him doing that. And I continue to tell him that they're not done. Their work is not done. They need to get a three-way stop sign on those two intersections as soon as possible to enhance the safety of our students, staff, and visitors. Okay. All right. Were you authorized to speak on the radio today? I'm be- <laughs> 
No, I was not. <laughs> well, good luck, so I'm man. Just a <laughs> citizen. Uh, all right. So it, it, the unauthorized uh, call by by Steve Corker. Steve, I, I good luck. Uh, let us know how this this comes out. I, I will ask some questions about this to see where where else uh, we can go with it. Okay, but I appreciate you calling in. Thank you, and, Rick, I, I appreciate your help in keeping our students safe. Yeah. All right, well, I, I'm not doing as much as you are, Steve, but uh, I, I'll do what I can. I appreciate the call. Thanks so much. Take care, man. All right. Thank you, all sir. Right. Yes, sir. Steve Corger, Longfellow Middle School. He's been on this, man. He has been on this for months, maybe years. <laughs> Just. One of the things he asked was like was uh, asked about bump outs. That there's bump outs going. Obviously, we've already seen the amazing bump outs on Cass Street. And he said, if you're going to put bump outs somewhere, put them, you know, and he names an intersection by Longfellow Middle School. Put them there. Shorten the distance for kids to cross the street where cars are zooming down the street. I can't disagree with him. All right, Lacrosse Talk PM and Wisdom. I'm Mitch Reynolds. More to come. Stick around. Hey, welcome. I'm Mitch Reynolds. Lacrosse Talk PM on WYZM News Talk 1410 AM 92.3 FM. Thanks for joining us here this afternoon and this evening. Feel free to weigh in on the Better Hearing Center talk and text line at 608-785-7914. Also, feel free to, whenever, get in touch with me via Facebook and Twitter and send me an email, Mitch at wisdomnews.com. But again, the Better Hearing Center talk and text line through which you can call in or text is 608-785-7914, Rick and I were looking at videos of people driving through the fires in uh, California, like on the road driving through the fires. Just amazing. I don't don't think I'm driving through. I I know you know you probably don't have choices in some situations. Like if you got to get out, you got to get out. It's just the idea that you're... There's there's fire, forest fires raging on both sides of the road, and that's what you're driving through, presumably to escape. I'm I'm guessing you're not thinking, you know, uh, gotta get through the fire to get to work today. I'm thinking you're not doing that. I'm thinking you're you're you're, you're getting out somehow. You are trying to escape. You're trying to get somewhere where you can get to your relatives in Virginia or something. But man, it is it is just stunning what's happening in california you know we we see natural disasters an increasingly number of natural disasters weirdly enough we see natural disasters where you're just you're just you know hurricane harvey in in houston was one of those where it it just your eyes couldn't stop you couldn't stop looking at it couldn't stop looking at the photos and the videos and everything else that was going on there it was over and over again but this stuff that's coming out of california is just awe-inspiring it is devastation that is it's beyond comprehension to a certain extent just because it's so big it is so massive and it what i hear something about fire moving at the rate of 30 football fields per minute or something like that at some point man what what do you got to do ah man it's just and i you know i at least you know you can fight a fire obviously you can't you can't do anything you can't fight a hurricane you guys get get out you get up either you get a floating house or you get out but you can't fight a hurricane you can at least fight a fire I'm, but good luck with those. Good luck with those. Terrible stuff. All right. Anyway, 608-785-7914. If you'd like to join us here on the air, we were talking uh, earlier about uh, Eric Elmore, the guy who, uh, despite having a lengthy criminal history and absconding from bond multiple times, was given probation yet again on a drug and weapons charge and um, and then was just busted uh, dealing heroin yesterday. <laughs> So back in court today, $50,000 cash bond. If you want to hear, see more about that story, go to our website at wisdomnews.com. You'll find that story and a whole lot more. And while you're 
at wisdomnews.com. By the way, you can listen to this program streaming online. You can also catch the podcast later. You can also sign up to be a Wisdom Insider. And with the Wisdom Insider, you get the big headlines delivered to your email inbox daily. And on certain occasions, you also get the chance to get some special stuff by just being part of the club. A Wisdom Insider brought to you by Wafer. 608-785-7914 is the Better Hearing Center talk and text line. For those of you like me heading out into the woods slash fields Saturday morning, there is a possibility of snow Friday night, which is awesome. <laughs> I mean, you know, that would be great. I don't believe I'm not going to believe it until it actually falls, but that would be really cool. And then it looks like a pretty decent weekend. High around 30 with some sun. I don't know. Could be worse, right? Some snow would be really fantastic, though. Anyway, down to 24 tonight. Tomorrow, high of 44 with some sun in the sky. And then uh, 37 on Friday with, again, a possibility of snow Friday night. 608-785-7914. If you'd like to join us here on the air, more to come. Stick around. Across Talk PM on WIZM. I'm Mitch Reynolds. 608-785-7914 is the Better Hearing Center. Talk and text line. 785-7914. Uh... You can call in or text in either way you get in on the program. 608-785-7914. This is uh, um, uh, Kathy. Uh, Kathy's holding on. Kathy, thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you're on. Hey, I just wanted to talk about the principal's argument with needing more stop signs on, what was it, 20th Street on Redfield and Denton. I'm going to stop you. I'm going to stop you. I'm going to stop you just for a minute, Kathy. Let me stop you right there. Wasn't the principal. Principal didn't call us. So I just want to make okay. sure that nobody else goes off on that. So this is not this is an employee of the school, but not the principal. Okay. Okay. To the employee of the school, not the principal. Yep. Um, there is some sort of traffic, Denton and Redfield symbols from 16th Street all the way to Losey Boulevard. They just jammed a three-way one on 22nd and Denton. There is a four-way on 21st. There's a stop north-south on 20th. There's a stop north-south on 19th. There's a east or a yield north-south on East Avenue, stop on 16th Street, east and west. I mean, maybe they need to figure out the bus goes down Denton and Redfield and turns into their building as opposed to trying to cross 20th Street into their building. I mean, maybe that's the route. There is signs everywhere. Okay. Do you have, do you have kids at Longfellow? I did. I don't anymore. You They're don't anymore. college now. Okay. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. And and actually, I, I lived, I grew up on 19th and Adams. Mm-hmm. So as kids, we went to school at Longfellow. So All we right. would walk from 19th and Adams to yeah. 19th and Denton. So right. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I mean, there's, there's signs every, I don't know, short of doing four-way stops through this whole city or these ridiculous bump outs, um, We'd be stopping every... We couldn't even get up to speed to 25 miles an hour if we wanted to. All right. So you're saying that his concerns about kid safety are, are, are nonsense? I'm not saying that kid safety is nonsense. What I'm saying is maybe instead of having the buses trying to fight the 20th Street, get from 20th Street, cross Redfield, and then cross Denton so that they can get their bus into their parking lot or whatever playground area... Maybe the buses need to come down Redfield and or up Denton or something and turn in from those main streets as opposed to those little mini streets. Okay. Yeah, I I, I was not really following the bus conversation very well. He had buses going everywhere. I don't. I have to go over there and see exactly what they're doing because I don't really quite understand what 
what he was saying with the buses going in and out of the playground. I don't, I don't know what that's all about, but I, I get your uh, recommendation. I appreciate the call. Thanks so much. Um, if you missed that, Steve Corger was uh, the guy who is a, I don't know what his job title is, but he works at Longfield Middle School, and he he and some teachers have uh, been advocating for a while for um, some safety improvements around Longfellow Middle School. The city agreed to do some, apparently have not been uh, very uh, speedy at doing it, and they've also decided not to do certain things that, that anyway, these teachers believe they need to do in terms of safety. So Kathy's argument was like, they got plenty of signs. Stop complaining about signs. You get all kinds of signs. There's nothing wrong with the signage that you got around your school. So I, frankly, I'm not tremendously familiar with, um, you know, I, I know we're, I've been at Longfellow. We've been around there. I've checked out the science situation. I don't know what it's like in the morning when kids are getting dropped off. So I couldn't, you know, not hard for me to argue one way or the other. I I defer to dudes that are trying to cross kids across the street, try to get that taken care of. But uh, I, I will say that it is, you know, it, I have personally watched at several schools. I've watched people not drivers be show their lack of concern for children in an area during the school crossing the road times of the day, which are in the morning and in the afternoon, right? I've watched drivers pay v- zero attention just to uh, school crossing signs or to any other signs, school buses, any kids in the area, honk their horns, get out of the way, that kind of, you know. So I've seen some pretty bad driving around schools. I don't know if stop signs solves all of that. But I think the more that you can solve, uh, you could slow drivers down in certain school areas. Overall, I would say just if you could just slow them down around the schools themselves, that might be the way to go. Um, I don't know if more signs do it, but um, I, I don't. There may be, as Kathy said, there may be a way to uh, I to uh, coordinate buses so that they drop off kids better. But that doesn't solve the problem with the kids actually walking to the school parents dropping their kids off, whatever the other situations are. All right, 608-785-7914. If you'd like to join us here on the air, 785-7914 is the Better Hearing Center talk and text line. Jeff, we'll go to Jeff next. Jeff, thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you're on. Well, how are you doing, Mitch? I'm doing well, thanks. Say, I was in the M1, but we'll uh, traffic a little bit. I'm sure it's probably the same around a lot of schools, but school being the key word, uh, I've lived in that area for years, and one of the first things that would help the situation is to do this, that. I mean, part of the biggest problem is you kind of hit it on in a nutshell. It's not any one person, but the faculty, the teachers, there's a tremendous amount of staff and people dropping off their kids. And you swear they all check out their brains when they get close to the school because you'll have somebody who has a kid at school and they'll literally block the, the inter- intersection to Yes. Yes. You know, making everybody else in danger to drop their kid off, but then you'll have the faculty that literally will park, you'll come by, and there will literally be people that work in the school will literally park on a corner where it's almost impossible to get by it, and maybe an hour later will come with their cars. And, but the big thing is, I think they should just take, check a, check themselves out for a second in the mirror and say, hey, what can I do to keep everybody safe for mm-hmm. tomorrow when it comes to these kids? But there's one thing that's missing around Longfellow that used to be there, Right on Green Bay Street, there used to be a crossing guard. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I all fell over the first time my kid walked from our house to Spence and had to cross that street. And they decided to get rid of, at that time, $6 an hour crossing guard. I'm sure that people get together and gladly pay for a crossing guard in those areas, which would solve a lot of these problems. 
Yeah, you know those that crossing guard thing. Obviously, we did, we years ago they um, made some decisions to get rid of crossing guards they thought were underutilized, and now they're down to I don't know a half dozen or something like that. So it is um, it it's significantly changed. But their reasoning was nobody was using the crossing guards, so it was difficult. Well, there goes back to the same thing. As you know, people are talking about kids going to school, and the honest truth is, I mean. I've lived uh, by Long Pillow for 30 years, and uh, really the people that walk to school are just the people parking here to walk uh, from their cars because there's no place to. The real city planning, in a nutshell, would be the next time we build a school, make sure there's room to park all the people that go there and to drop off kids safely in these these schools just weren't designed for that. No, I mean, when you they're, look at... You know, they're na- neighborhood yeah, schools, right. and so the point right. that I'm trying to make is I think that people think a lot of people, or these kids walk to school. I don't think there's as many kids walking to school as you think. I, I, I would agree with that. I don't think there's a ton of kids walking to school. Appreciate the call. Thanks so much. And that's a, a lot of good comments there. Um, and, you know, the point, his point, you know, great one, is that it's... It, I mean, you look at the age of some of these schools, right? There wasn't anybody driving to school back in the day. Right, there wasn't anybody. It was all, he's right, all neighborhood schools, but there was no. You wouldn't, you wouldn't find any cars. Uh, even teachers ne- weren't necessarily parked around the schools. Um, anyway, six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. Let's see. We, let me take another call here. We got. Um, I think number. Yeah, number three is next. Thanks for waiting. Go ahead, John. Yeah, I was a crossing guard at Webster Tech in nineteen fifty six. Okay. Now you know how old I am, right? You were what? A crossing guard. Okay, right. At Webster Tech. Okay. Anyway, I think the problem is they don't have enough money allocated for stop signs because they've used put up a lot of signs on Cass Street and on the road going to Mount Lacrosse. In one block, they put up nine signs that says no parking in one block. Hmm. So that's where their money went. Okay. The signs are only like fifty bucks. Yeah. I'm sure if if the city took the signs over there, a couple of the janitors could take a wrench and go over there and put them up. Yeah, and that's really not the. You wouldn't even have to use yeah. city employees. Yeah, it's not. It's not even the signs that are. Yeah, that's not really the re, the sign resource is not the problem. No, they, it what, isn't. they no. It's the it, it's the advice from the engineering department is not to put the the signs that the guy that we heard from from Longfield Middle School, Steve. Uh, yeah. The signs that he's after, the engineering department says they don't want to put there, um, and and I don't remember exactly which intersections these are, but they're, the engineering department's argument is that they they shouldn't go there because, and I don't remember what the reason is, something about traffic flow, something about too many signs on a block or something like that. So there's resistance about the idea itself. It has nothing to do with the money. has nothing to do with the cost of the signs oh, okay. at all. Well, anyway, Zero. I hope it ain't the same engineer that designed the bump outs on Cass Street. Well, that would be bad. Yeah, might be might be involved there somehow. Yeah, there might but be you know, some involvement. The worst thing drivers on the way to school is the mother taking the kid to school with her bathrobe on yet. Yeah, I and I haven't seen that in a while. But I appreciate the call. Thanks so much. Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. We'll go to Dan next. Dan, thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you're on. Hey, afternoon, Mitch. Hi, Dan. Um, I used to drive school bus. Okay, and. Uh, one thing you got to remember here: there's a lot going on, a lot of contributing factors over there at Longfellow. But I think one of the first things the the city engineering department should do is go out there and observe the situation during school operating hours and stand next to Mr. Corger and make some 
on-site evaluations on what may or may not help. Okay. Uh, number two, let's let's remember what we're dealing with here. We're dealing with kids, and I'm just going to be blunt. At that age, they don't listen. They don't know what the hell is going on. Right. They're going every direction. Right. Yep. yep. And then another thing they're dealing with is they're dealing with parents who are in a hurry mm-hmm. because they got to get to work too. So they're trying to cut a few corners and get out of there too. I got a little bit uh, of experience in, in street work, and I would make a suggestion on the east-west side of that street, on the north side of that building, is mm-hmm. a boulevard along the building. Mm-hmm. That really serves no purpose other than kids hanging out there and killing the grass most of the time. <laughs> why don't they make, why don't they make uh, a bump out there to allow traffic to drop students off over there? Yeah, all right. They've got plenty of green space on the north side of that building between mm-hmm. the backstop and the west side of the building okay. to get a 12-foot lane or something in there. And, they could, you know, there, there's some creative things that could be done without hiring a consultant. There's some semi-competent engineers down at City of La Crosse that could handle that without uh, getting too creative, I would think. There's, there's solutions to the problem, but I would say the first thing is to listen to the staff that's a standing out there trying to get the kids off the bus every morning. Yeah. They know the traffic pattern. Yeah, I, I, would, I would think that there's something to be learned there. I would, I would guess that's true. i got to go. I appreciate the call. Thanks so much. we got to get to news and Scott's comment, but more of your calls and comments coming up. 608-785-7914. Lacrosse Talk PM on Wisdom. More to come. Lacrosse Talk PM on WYZM. I'm Mitch Reynolds. 608-785-7914. If you'd like to join us here on the air, 785-7914 is the Better Hearing Center talk and text line. Call in or text in either way you get in on the program using the Better Hearing Center talk and text line. Later on this evening, you can catch the uh, show in its entirety via the podcast, which will be found on our website at wisdomnews.com. If (laughs) if you'd like to catch up on some of the stories we've been following today, including the uh, News out of La Crosse County Circuit Court that Eric Elmore, the often heard from Eric Elmore, who gets arrested a lot but doesn't spend a lot of time in jail. His latest uh, shenanigans, we have that on our website. (laughs) Just it's so entertaining. But anyway, once you're on wisdomnews.com, feel free to sign up to be a Wisdom Insider and get all the headlines delivered to your email inbox daily. Wisdom Insider brought to you by Wafer. Again, 608-785-7. 914 is the Better Hearing Center talk and text line. Uh, so we had uh, a an employee from Longfellow Middle School call in in the last hour talking about some traffic improvements that he feels the city of La Crosse is dragging their feet on uh, to improve safety around the school. Apparently, he's. Um, it's my understanding he was defying some um, orders from the higher-ups that he not actually speak on the radio about this. So we may have gotten old Steve in trouble, but uh, I don't think he cares at this point. I think he'd prefer to keep kids safe. Than... So he put his job on the line to call and ex- vent his frustration about the lack of progress on the safety improvements around the Longfellow Middle School in La Crosse. Got to appreciate that. Even if you don't agree with uh, what he's what he's talking about, and we had some people call and say, man, there's plenty of signs. What are you talking about? So his argument is that while the city has done some things they've been uh the city hall has been dragging its feet on um on safety improvements in relation to signage to uh, keep uh kids safe at longfellow middle school dropping off and picking up and all that kind of stuff 
So we have this instant, uh, this uh, listener on the Better Hearing Center talking text line who says uh, that uh, he or she concurs and empathizes with a Longfellow dude. We had a two-block-long, 10-foot bump-out narrow our street last summer. A sidewalk was put in with a road crossing for neighborhood kids to get to Southern Bluff School. Not a single piece of signage marking the pedestrian crosswalk. No white crosswalk markings, nothing. The bump-out, according to the city engineer, would slow down traffic. That hasn't happened, and we still have traffic at 20 and 30 miles per hour faster than the 25 mile per hour speed speed limit, but now with kids in a crosswalk. Poor planning and follow-through. Yeah, we get that a lot. We hear that a lot. And I think it is, as we've gone over and over, um, over the last couple of weeks with that, whatever that nonsense is on Cass Street in La Crosse, with the bump outs and the bike lanes that go nowhere and all that, I, I think that we have... There are solid ideas and a, a a really linear way of putting those, getting those ideas, putting them into place, making them real, right? So bump outs and traffic circles and uh, uh, bike lanes and roundabout. Well, not roundabouts; that's a state thing. But all these other all these other types of improvements from a linear thinking standpoint, and I I, I hate to paint with a broad brush here but you engineers got that thing cornered (laughs) linear thinking you guys do it better than anybody else um from a linear thinking standpoint it makes all it makes sense it's just from a holistic standpoint from a creative standpoint a lot of times it doesn't because of the way it's all put together the way that it's put together in its entirety doesn't make a ton of sense so oddly enough one of the arguments against installing the stop signs that our buddy Steed wanted around Longfellow Middle School was specifically because the city is wants to look at traffic control holistically. They want to look at it from a whole as opposed to a stop sign here, a stop sign there, everywhere a stop sign. They want to examine an entire area and look at traffic calming in that entire area. So despite the fact that we have these glaring examples of not thinking holistically about traffic control. That is expressly the uh, theory under which the city traffic engineer is working. 608-785-7914. If you'd like to join us here on the air, uh, the, the Better Hearing Center talk and text line is 608-785-7914. Well, let's go to the phone. We have, let's see, we'll go to John first. John, thanks for waiting. Go ahead. You're on. Yeah, Mitch. Yep. Uh, just I live on Dutton Street, yep. and um, I've noticed some new signage coming up yep. uh, lately. Um, but the weird one is they have one way down on Twenty Second and Dutton Street. All right, and it's, it's a three-way stop. Okay, and I don't know why they have it way down there because it's really odd. Um, but then you go up to Twenty First and Dutton. There's a four-way stop, which makes sense. And and 21st and Redfield, there's a stop sign east and west, but north and south, they have the crosswalk. Okay. So, um, <laughs> but the the strange one is the 22nd and Denton. I don't know why they put a three-way stop there. That's really odd. And I called um, the city council member, and he said the same thing the other guy did. Uh, that was from the school. Yeah. That they had their meetings and talked about it. And then I, he said, well, you can call the... The engineers, so I called the engineering department, they have never returned my call. No, they don't. They don't return calls. So don't bother. Don't bother leaving a message because they're not going to return your call. (laughs) You should drive drive down there. The 22nd in uh, Denton, that's kind of odd. When they make it a three-way like that, it's really odd. 
Yeah. So I, you know, and strange so wait, why those it's are, way down there. I don't know. The twenty so. second and Denton. That that that. Those are new signs. Twenty second and Denton. Yeah, brand okay. new signage. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why those. Yeah, are and, it, and that's a longer block. The twenty first block is a longer block, yeah. so it's quite yeah, a ways yeah, yeah. from the school. Yeah. yeah so I don't know why they put it way down there. That's kind of odd. So. Huh. So I was just letting you know that. Well, it's some uh, it's creative thinking again about signs. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I yeah, I will I will take a look at it. I appreciate you calling in. Thanks so much. Um, I, I really got to I got to get down there and visualize it because I I don't I haven't actually been down there for a few weeks, so I, I have to go and, and check that out. Um, by the way, the the facade of Long I just want to add this into the conversation. The facade of Longfellow is is my favorite in the entire school district. It is by far the best looking facade of a school in the school district of Lacrosse. Bar none. Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four and. I'm sorry, I gotta keep up here. Uh with uh okay, hold on. Just gotta figure out who it is. Mike, let's go Mike then. Mike, thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you're on. Hey Mitch. Hey. Good to talk to you. We live one house from uh twenty second okay. or twenty first in Denton. Okay. And the last caller, I'm glad they put signs down there because when they turn off a Lozy, it's a s it's a drag strip. Yeah. All the way up to twenty yeah. first. Yeah. I know it's kind of weird because there's one street that doesn't have a sign down there. My wife made a comment, but um, I'm glad they put the signs up. They just put them up like two weeks ago, and there was no warning. But when I talked to the engineer signing the uh, curbs this summer, they're going to do bump outs all around the school. Yeah, that's that is in the plans for sure. Yeah. Whenever we see that, I don't know. Can can I ask you? It, does it actually does it slow down the traffic then? I would assume it does if you got a, if you got a stop sign right there. I'm assuming it still slows the traffic down off of Losey then. It does. Okay. To a point okay. to where they stop. Well, the first few days they had the four way right on the corner by us. Yes. People didn't know there was a stop sign while they were blowing through. Right. <laughs> And then when they do stop, they take off like it's a drag strip. Ah, great! That's <laughs> awesome. Just punch it. Yeah. But I think two down by twenty second is. A lot of kids walk to Harry Spence. Okay. Yep. And that's a safer area down there to cross than okay, it is up yeah. here on the, fo- the four-way. Yeah, I suppose. Hmm. Okay. So I, that's the way we used to walk with my daughter when she was younger. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I'm glad to see more stop signs. But as for traffic, I, like you said, there's a lot of people dropping their kids off. And you, you, have you maybe think uh, uh, maybe signs neighborhood uh, can get together neighborhood group can get together and put up signs in the yards that say have you thought about going down Green Bay Street because <laughs> that, that would oh, be well, the- they've tried everything <laughs> I, even police presence yeah not working really de- deter anybody but um, it'd be nice to see a policeman around here once in a while because of the way they travel I mean they they don't go slow people in this town don't go slow no and, no it, no they're in a hurry. I would yeah. I would like to see more consideration in terms of people in neighborhoods driving slower. I think that'd be a that would be a good thing. I, I think yeah, it's yeah. No, after school too. There's a lot of after school activities here. Sure, Longfellow. Yep. They walk the kids walk down to you know either Dunkin' Donuts or Subway or whatever, and then right. they come back. They're on foot. Yeah, they're not being driven. So yeah. there's a lot of foot traffic yet after school. Yeah. Well, you so, can't obviously. There's you know they. They have to learn at some point how to cross the street, so it's it's not that Correct. not not a huge deal. But I, I look and I appreciate the call and give me the feedback about the the signage. I guess I haven't you know again I haven't seen it. Um, uh, I have to be I probably get some more information on what we're looking at there. But uh, uh, I I again what we've been addressing here uh, a uh, an employee of the Lacrosse School District works at Longfellow Middle School. 
called us to give us an update on what they're looking at around the school and uh, the staff and uh, parents have been frustrated and uh, what they're seeing is increased levels of traffic on Denton and Redfield Street around uh, Longfellow Middle School. And so they've been advocating and they've been asking La Crosse City Hall to get some signs, to get some, you know, some stop signs, but but get them on the intersections that make sense. And they're they're asking for signage around the school so that traffic slows right around Longfellow Middle School. So that this is what we've been addressing. And and uh, as I mentioned, this uh, school district employee kind of taking matters into his own hands at this point because City Hall has been less than responsive, according to him, in relation to their concerns. And although there have been some new signs put up uh, and there are promises of more improvements, uh, things have been moving relatively slowly, according to Steve, the uh, Lacrosse School District employee we talked to. All right, 608 785 I mean, how many times do you have this in your neighborhood where you are, uh, you know, where you wish that they could maybe put in an extra stop sign or two? How many times does it seem like, uh, you know, your your request for more traffic control go unanswered? Or do are you among those who say, you know what, enough damn signs. We don't need any more signs. Let's just let people drive. You know, the interesting thing is signs, 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 everywhere signs, and yet we'll still have completely uncontrolled intersections for for vehicle traffic within neighborhoods. Bizarre to me that those still exist, but they do. 608-785-794. And you know what? We navigate them pretty well, believe it or not. 785-7914. That is one of the the few accidents I've had as an adult driver is uh, somebody T-boning me in an uncontrolled intersection. Over by, uh, where was that? Over by Powell Park, as a matter of fact. 608-785-7914 is a long time ago. Let's uh, let's go back to the phones. What do we got? Can you just help me out? All right, all right. Let's go there. I think this is Gary. Gary, thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you're on. Hey, Mitch, how are you? Good, Gary. Thanks for calling. Gary Podesky is a city council member. Uh, a couple of things. Uh, first of all, um, as far as the bump outs by Longfellow, that was discussed at Public Works, yep. but it's very expensive. You have to change the curbing and everything. So when that street is replaced, there will be bump outs going in. Uh, Mr. Menninger uh, paid for that traffic study. You have to pay for a traffic study when you request stop signs. Paul uh, paid the $40 out of his own pocket. And since the stop signs have gone up in some of those different places, it's one of those you make half the people happy, half the people mad. Sure. He made the people by the school area very happy, but also now he's getting calls from other people saying, what's with all the signs? <laughs> and as far as that one by 22nd in Denton, I almost ran it the other day myself because yeah. I didn't see it at first. But then I remembered that was discussed at Public Works also was the Jimmy John drivers go down there and people take off down from Losey and race down there. So the strategy behind those signs is just to kind of chase people from taking that as a shortcut. Sure. I'm and, sure that's the reason. Yeah, and I think uh, the caller who had, had talked about that is, is um, you know, he said that it's people do stop, or once they've gotten used to it, they do stop. Uh, it's just that they're they're speeding off at a relatively high pace. So. And, and that's part of the problem yep. on the cross. Yep. And I've said it, and I'll say it again. Yep. Everybody who, you have so many side streets, and everybody is in such a darn hurry. One, they don't give themselves time to get to work or where they're going. And two, they just feel that everything is a race. And, and, and I don't slow down and enjoy life. I, I don't know. 
Good advice, Gary. I appreciate the call. I want to get a couple more callers in here before we go. Um, I don't know who is who. Can you f- fill me in here because so, I'm really lost? Let's go to, I think it's Mary next. Mary, thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you're on. Yeah, I had, I'm glad I caught your show because I had originally called in and talked to the mayor about the traffic by Longfellow. I live on Denton Street. Okay. And they missed the corner with the three-way stop. I mean, I wasn't talking about where the playground and field was with all the um, fencing and stuff like that. Right. But like on Denton Street where the main entrance would be up on that corner, I think it's maybe 18th Street. I'm not sure. But it's like where they've got the main big entrance, and they just redid the whole sidewalk and everything up there. It's a two-way stop, not a four-way stop. That's the whole point. Okay. Yeah, because you you see kids trying to, that's where all the school buses pull up and things like that when they're going to have games or, you know, different things going on. And there's a lot of traffic between parents picking kids up and dropping kids off and school buses coming, plus your your main traffic. And, um, And I agree with the guy about the Jimmy Johns. I mean, I have seen... (laughs) <laughs> Some delivery cars go by my house. Pretty fast. I'm not yeah. exaggerating. I bet it's 50 to 60 miles an hour. <laughs> really? And there's no way you could stop if some oh, kid oh, ran off oh of my a curb. Gosh. All right. Mary, Mary um, i got, I got to let you go. That's all we have time for. Thanks so much for calling in. This is Wisdom. I'm Mitch Reynolds. Hey, I'm Mitch Reynolds. This is Wisdom. Thanks for riding along here this afternoon and this evening. Thanks for helping us uh, try to solve some traffic problems on the south side of Lacrosse. It's not always easy, and it sometimes can be complex, as you may have noticed. Apologies to Jennifer Schilling for not being able to squeeze her in for an interview today. We will try to uh, work that in at some point in the future. Thanks, my love, to Anna for Rick Solom. I'm Mitch Reynolds. We'll talk tomorrow right here on Wisdom.